1: College basketball tips off today. The Notre Dame and South Carolina women square off in the first ever NCAA basketball game in Paris. go on Paris. One Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Okay, with that, we welcome you back to our number two. We're live at the Seaport brought to you by Chase. This is going to be as good an hour as we have ever done. Stephen A. and Shannon live in this hour reacting to the Cowboys and Eagles and more, and we are going commercial free for the next 25 minutes. Put your feet up. We've got a lot to get to, Marcus, RC, Rex, roll Cowboys, Eagles, Thriller. A game that somehow exceeded all of the hype in Philadelphia. The quarterbacks were ready to go. They both played well. Dak Prescott played great. Let's show you one more time if you didn't see it. The final drive. Cowboys down by five. After multiple crazy moments in this game, they have no timeouts left, but they get help. From defensive penalties, that one's a P.I., and then this one on the sideline, they get the roughing the quarterback. This, this is a great throw by Dak Prescott. Hassan Redick Rus Dak Prescott, and right now you're saying, oh, so you're saying there's a chance? Absolutely. And then it's a C.D. Lamb on the other side of the field who'll get the next one. What a day he had, Marcus. Yeah, C.D. was
2: Ooh. phenomenal. Found ways to get open, found yeah. ways to get open at critical times and understood where he needed to be in space in order to make that Prescott call.
1: They wound up with a first and goal from the six yard line and they <laughs> started moving back after a <laughs> penalty. Now the
3: sack RC, devastating. Listen, this is a great play by Josh Sweat, but they whipped steel the entire day. I mean, and then finally, last play, down five. You have to throw the ball in the end zone. Just trying not. to get the Antonio Brown over the Baltimore Ravens, just reach it. Oh, That's how it ends. Eagles got the <laughs>
1: win. Back, talk to me. It
4: sucks. We're gonna take it. Uh, we're gonna move forward and and uh, use 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 the fight. Use
3: a lot of the the success. A lot a lot of good things came out of this game despite the loss. You you want to come in this game? Everybody in the locker room believed, uh, and, and we still do. Don't get me wrong. We're getting better. I, I can promise you that, and we're gonna continue to get better. Um, there's there's not. Yeah, we're getting better, and we're okay. We're damn sure okay.
1: All right. Marcus Spears, my beloved former Cowboy, answer me the following question. 106 players were eligible to play in that game yesterday. Who was the best player on the field?
2: The number four for the Dallas Cowboys. So what does that mean, that they still didn't win? That means they played against a team with championship medal, Mm. who understands those situations and understands that when these games are down to the brink, it's about players over plays. Like, we, we talk about the penalties that put Dallas in position to score championship team gonna capitalize on that you get to the six yard line in a critical divisional game a team a a championship team is going to figure out a way to get in the end zone and if they don't get in the end zone it'll be because the defense on the other side played incredibly well it won't be because they got in their own way like Dallas did in that final possession of the game So, unfortunately, Dak Prescott played at a very high level. That's what we think is going to put this team over the top and give them a real chance to go deep into the playoffs. But that even wasn't good enough against a Philadelphia team who I believe has championship medals.
1: Well, so, so Rex, I think you said it really well. Give me the the best news from this game if you're a Cowboy fan and the worst news.
5: Yeah, the best news is that Dak Prescott played incredible, the best I've ever seen him play. The worst, even the, the worst news out of that. Is that Dak? Plesk, you know, Prescott played incredible, the best I've ever seen him play. So it's the same thing. He's never going to play better than that, and you still lost. Marcus's point about the championship medal of the Eagles. What I see is they can close games out with their pass rush. Yeah, they've done that. But right. and they close it out on the back end. I still have questions.
3: Yeah. Well. Like, let's be real, right? Like, when we talk about these championship teams or championship contenders, we always say if you don't have a guy at the quarterback position, you don't we don't chance. believe in him. Yep, yep. We right. don't have a chance, right? And so we've looked at the Dallas Cowboys, and we've questioned if they had that guy at the quarterback position. What we saw from Dak Prescott yesterday, what we've seen from him in the last two weeks, if he continues to play that way, continues to use his legs to get outside the pocket, if the decision-making remains the same, we now know they have what it takes at that position. So now it's about the rest of the team Being the certain things we expected them to be. It's about the defense making impactful plays. It's about when you get a butt fumble, finding a way to get that recovery. It's about being able to put pressure on a hobbled quarterback. Being able to stop the run when you know it's going to be about DeAndre Swift. And they didn't do that in the second half. Do you expect them to be able to? I do. Right? Can we find a running game? When we get in the red zone, we can't score because we can't be physical. What can you do to change that? But I think they walked away yesterday. The reason Michael Parsons is 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 so so staunch in his support of his quarterback is because he saw something from Dak yeah. Prescott he's never seen before. The reason Dak Prescott can smile and sort of make jokes and say we're gonna be okay is because he feels and he now knows he's going to be okay. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys have not felt this way about their
1: quarterback in years. And I right. believe that's different. I believe you follow. But okay. here's what's the same. Can I just say what's the Go same? Ahead, G. They lost this game by two inches. They lose a, They lose a touchdown to Schoonmaker by one inch. They lose the two-point conversion by Dak Prescott by the one inch that his toe is out of bounds. The problem is those two inches always go against them. No matter what happens, somehow those two inches always don't go against Dallas, and then the clock runs out and they haven't scored. Here's the final sequence of the game. Let's show it to you again. They had a first and goal with 27 seconds left on the six-yard line. Ball start, sack, incompletion, delay of game, and then a completion short of the goal line. Yeah. Marcus, at some point someone has to be responsible for that. I can't put my finger on who it is.
2: Well, for, it, it, it's a lot of blame to go around. And We've gotten comfortable when Dallas doesn't play well to say Dak Prescott was the reason. And we see the interceptions, and and rightfully so. We hold quarterbacks that get $200 million to a different standard. That's fair. But here's the thing I want to get to, G, because to your point. Yeah. All right? I'm going to give you a sequence of what I mean when I say championship medal. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts played well last night. Yes. I know we are talking about that. Jalen Hurts played well. Almost got his knee taken out. Came back in the game, through. scored 14 points in the second half in order to give his team a chance to win. Dallas scored six. The touch push that's a play that's unstoppable. You know who's going to score when they get to the red area? The Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the comparison between Philly and Dallas, not the rest of the league. Um, they took A.J. Brown away. We got Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. Yeah. We'll just work that part of the field. The second thing is, we talk about the back end, Ricks, and I agree with you. But you know what? They did get a sack for 11-yard loss yeah. when they were on the six-yard line. Mm-hmm. That's championship medal. Those are the type of plays you have to make. The next thing is Dak Prescott stepped out of bounds on a two-point conversion, and we all talking about, well, why did he step out of bounds? You know why? Because Brandon, Brandon Graham was That's running shoot. his ass off yeah. to get the quarterback, not to get, stop him from getting in the end zone. That's championship football. And the last thing is when Josh Joshua comes off the edge and creates a sack on Dak Prescott, and we and, 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 and Twitter has this visceral reaction like, that can't take a sack. You're going to get sacked when a dude win in one and a half seconds. And you know why the dude won in one and a half seconds? Because he's a really good football player that has noticed championship medal again. Throughout the first four quarters, we have been beating this the right tackle play. like a drum. This is a critical down. they on the six-yard line. And I got to go make a play to help us win the game. Well, Terrence Steele all game has been getting whooped by the rusher that's been single-man. Joshua said, I got it. I'll go take care of it, and I'll go get a sack on Dak Prescott. That's championship medal. We could talk about the DPI and the, the rough-in-the-pass of play, and all of that stuff matters. Don't get me wrong. And you may lose to another team that's better. The difference is Philly in that
3: situation— has been there before. Well, I think the and they're confident in that. Yes, yeah, it's not, it's right. not even, it's, it's about being there before, but it's also about being present, right? Yes. It's, it's about in that moment showing up. And like you take other things from Philly, right? You say to yourself, well, the Washington Commanders have pushed Philly to the brink two times this year. None of us think that that's a good team, but we watch Jalen Hurts come from behind at home. We watch Hassan Reddick closed the game out in Washington. Second half, we see that the run game, okay, A.J. Brown's being taken away. Let's give the football to DeAndre Swift. Off of giving the football to DeAndre Swift, let's get into the RPO game that allows Jalen Hurts to use his legs pick up a third down. Dallas got to catch a big ball down the left sideline. A.J. Brown score a touchdown. They have – here's what championship fighters do, and here's what championship teams do. They got a counterpunch. Yeah. Right now, what is the Dallas Cowboys – counterpunch. When they get hit in the face, when you stop something we do well, when you make us sit on our stool and we're looking at our coach and he's saying, well, hell, I don't know what to tell you to do to stop this dude from punching in your your nose. How do you figure it out? We need to see the Dallas Cowboys take that next step because what they finally do know is it's not about our quarterback. Stop blaming it on him. It's not his fault. We won't lose because of him. Now, how do we help him get over that hump? And we saw the Philadelphia Eagles do that for Jalen
1: Hurts when he was in. You know what they always get wrong? Somehow, the clock is always <laughs> a problem. So I'm about to do, Cindy Morello is our director. She's the best in the business. I'm about to direct a segment. Cindy, I want to see the, the sack, the one that we just showed a moment ago, and take the, the, the topic bar off the screen. Because you need to see the clock. You need to see how much time is remaining. So when the sack comes in at the end of the game, when they have the first and goal, this is first down. Pocket. He's going right. to get sacked. Okay? Down he goes. At this point, so the clock itself is not on the screen. Yeah. But there was a lot of time yeah. left in this game. And Greg Olson is yelling, clock get back to the line of scrimmage and clock it. They didn't. They went back. They threw another pass. And that's the reason they only had time for one more yes. play. It was third down when right. the clock yeah. ran out on them. They would have had two more chances. But when this play happens, there's still more than enough time if yeah. they clocked it to, to throw two passes into the end zone. And instead, the clock runs out with them on the one-yard line. That happens to the Cowboys all
5: the time. Rex, I'm going to blame the coach until, unless you Absolutely. tell me not to. No, 100%. And, look, you 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 put yourself, even in training camp, you always go situational football. All right? And I can't tell you how many two-minute uh, against your defense you'll, you'll go against. Right. One team looked uh, completely uh, prepared for it. That's Philadelphia. Right? They know what they've got to do in those situations. Dallas has never looked prepared. And that's why I think when it comes down to it, you think they're going to fire uh, – Dak Prescott, you no. think they're going to fire, you know, all these guys? No. They're going to fire the coach. And believe me, that's what it's going to come down to. My biggest problem in this. I think, look, I, I picked Dallas to win this, to uh, be in the Super Bowl this year. Right. Yeah, because good. of two guys they added. Stefan Gilmore. Check. He's kicked butt. Yeah, he is. Yes, okay. he has. Brandon Cooks. Check. What? Is Where the true? hell is Brandon Cooks? He should be your second option. I have no idea why
2: he's not. But Rex, see, here's the thing for me. I'm y'all know I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. And there is nothing more that I want than yeah. the Cowboys to get to a Super Bowl and that yeah. one. Rex, they're not better than Philly. Like, the, the reality is, like, as much as because we talk about them so much, right. and we want to have this feeling that there isn't there is no clear separation of Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts anymore. Remember there was a time. When Dak Prescott in the NFC East was clearly the best quarterback in Absolutely. that division. That's over now. I agree. I, it no longer exists. I agree. So now we start getting to other parts of this team. Whose offensive line is better? The Eagles Phil, are way Eagles. Whose better. Whose skill position players are better? Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Whose defense is better when you start talking about the way they, they can come in way? Not this year. Last I, year I, they
5: were. I, I don't even think it's close. I think Dallas is so, a yeah, better. But either.
2: last year, Philly had 70 sacks. Yeah, that was on, last on year. The Philly was different. Right. But but that's what I'm saying. Like we, we've always had this clear delineation between, right. well, the Cowboys are gonna be able to do this because of Dak Prescott. And what this all that that doesn't exist
1: anymore. But here's the Marcus. If I may say this. If you just parachuted in from another planet and you would never seen either of these teams play before and you just watch that game, yep. you would say the team in the white shirts is better than the team in the green shirts and they just got unlucky. And the problem is they always get unlucky. They G- always make wh- the critical wh- mistake. Hembo just put it well, up there. When they took that sack, there were 22 seconds but left. We start he throws the ball out of the back the of the something. end zone. It's the I mean, coach. We have that's to- what I'm saying. We
2: attribute it to the coach. G- you, got a, you, got a, you got a play called on a rub route that's not executed the right way. That should have been a touchdown. Right. To yep. But you also gave up a pressure. You also didn't – the protection wasn't right. The inside guy came free and still went outside to Josh Sweat. That's number one. The second thing is, when Philly ran their rub route, what happened? A.J. Brown caught a pass, made a move, and got in the end zone. Like, we keep having these conversations like it's bad luck. Well, why why do other teams don't have bad luck?
5: Because they're executing their ass off in them situations. It bad luck that we gave up a sack. On first and uh, on, on that situation. Right. That's okay, what i that like, that Hell no. That's How about we chip? This guy can't block anybody. How about we give Dak Prescott a little bit of time in a red zone where you need the time in a red zone because it ain't there. And what to the? me, that is coaching. I hear you. And that's what I'm going to say until told otherwise. What I'm imagining
1: in that situation, first and goal, now they're on the 11-yard line because they had the five-yard penalty. For the delay of game. Now, the only thing you can't do is take a sack, no yeah. matter what. I know his man gets yeah. beat in a second and a half. I know Terrence Steele. But you got to throw that ball into this, right? It, it, don't they have to be in his greedy, greedy, or look the right. Greedy. Greedy. Yeah. Greedy. He has it no chance. It don't happen it like
3: don't that. Like I, like, I understand when you're watching it, it feels like it took sweat a long time to get to Dak Prescott when he, once he got around. As soon as he saw him, it was a wrap. Buddy. Dak Prescott gets to the top of his drop, and Terrence Steele is beat and listening to everybody, like, I've been trying to find ways to not say it's Mike McCarthy. I've been trying to find ways to say that this team just doesn't execute as players in those moments. But what I know about this is the reason we were able to execute in the two minute weekly as a defense in Pittsburgh is because Coach LeBeau made sure we were ready for those moments. The reasons we executed on third down is because Coach LeBeau made sure we were ready in those moments. And sometimes though, sometimes you have to be so prepared for the things that you can expect that you have players comfortable enough that when something unexpected happens, they're able Able to adjust. That's where the Dallas Cowboys miss. Where is the ability to adjust? And bottom line is too, and Marcus is right, bro, beat your Mickey Ficky man. Like, go win against this dude. Tobert, go win against Bradbury. Chris Steele, win. Terrence Steele, win against Josh Sweat. Find a way to make a play. Yeah. Your quarterback did everything he could possibly do. Right. Everything. Tony Pollard. Everything. Tony Pollard. Ezekiel Elliott's gone because of you. We thought that it was going to be explosive. Where is it? Mike McCarthy, you spent the whole time pissed off at Kellen Moore because Kellen Moore doesn't run it enough. Yeah. We aren't a physical enough team. Well, hell, you didn't ran away from that too. The bottom line is this. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you walk away saying, we got what it takes. You walk away saying, it's in this locker room. At what point do you take the next step and you don't have to say it, you don't have to think it, you don't have to project it, you don't have to tell us because the scoreboard says says it in a big-time moment, and that's where we are.
2: I fight this this so much, and, and Dallas fans get mad at me. But, gee, when we do shows in the offseason and when we do shows around free agency, I sit up here and people think I'm joking when I'm saying, go get Derrick Henry. No,
1: I'm not joking. You should have done it last week.
2: Last last year, I'm screaming, go get DeAndre Hopkins. I'm screaming it. Go get Odell Beckham Jr. Go get somebody where when that happens, what R.C. just explained, it's Jimmys and Joes when you get to the playoffs. You think it's a coincidence? That Dallas keeps losing to San Francisco in the playoffs. No, it's because they got Debo Samuel. It's because <laughs> right. they got Fred Werner. It's been that those guys step up in those moments. We keep having these conversations. And everybody, like I picked Philly to win the NFC's. Well, they don't repeat in the division. It's been 20 years. Philly is better. That's why I'm picking them. There's a the better team in that division. That's why I'm picking them. It's not that Dallas can't win. We all know NFL football. It's three hours that you got a chance. If you outperform things, go your way, you can win a game. I go with the team that I believe has the best 11 on the field all the
3: time, or the most complete. Philly is just the most complete team. And I think, and you know, and that's. And this is why people hate us, because the Cowboys are just so much fun to talk about. Yeah. And, and the Philadelphia Eagles aren't fun to talk about this year because it's not as pretty as it was last year. Right. Because it's been grimy. Right. right. Because they've been in absolute slugfest and they just win. They win. And we're nine games deep and they're the only team in the entire NFL with just one loss. And no matter what, it always seems you can critique them. For three and a half quarters, you could critique them until the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter. And then they just find a way. Yeah. In the one week that they didn't find a way, when the Jets found a way to beat them, they put pressure. They turned the football over. And we looked at Jalen Hurts afterwards, and nobody here panicked. We didn't come in here on Monday and say they won't be back. We didn't come on here on Monday and question Jalen Hurts. Michael Parsons actually asked us, why don't we question Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles when they lose or when he turns it over three times the way we do the Dallas Cowboys? Mm -hmm. Because of this. Because he got hurt, he was laying on the ground, and all he did on the first drive in the third quarter was make a way. All he did was use his legs to pick up a first down. When he got one-on-one and it was single high, he threw a ball that nobody in the world can throw better. Maybe you can throw it just like it, but you can't throw it better. Because when he's been called upon to make plays, he has. When A.J. Brown has been called upon to make plays, he has. We've gotten used to it. And it's it's sad that we don't talk about it. It's It's like watching great fighters and you're like, yeah, I know he's 15. Yeah. We get it. I'm telling you, we man. get it. It's a split you, decision, I, but
2: it's great. The, the, there is always this sentiment that we have to figure out a way to make Dallas better. Maybe Philly's just better. They are. This year. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe the answer last year was the Philadelphia Eagles are the better team in the NFC. And that's okay. Yeah. But let me tell you this, though. And, and it's always my issue. We, we, for how long I've been doing this job, G, with you? For four Five years. years. Five years. We've had constant conversations about what is Jerry going to do?
3: Who's he going to bring yep. in?
2: How is he going to get this team over the top? What's up?
3: Does, does, does the continued growth in their popularity and their money make it okay that they don't go out and Absolutely. make players? Absolutely. It's the it's, biggest
2: falsehood in the NFL, bro. Give me every Super Bowl team over the last five years that didn't make a major move yep. in free agency. Yeah. Name one of them. Yep. The Buffalo Bills ascended yep. when they got Stefan Diggs. Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals drafted Joe Burrow, and that came together. They revamped and spent $100 million on an offensive line. The Kansas City Chiefs went out and got Juju Smith's shoes. This is the best quarterback in the yeah. Philadelphia. Don't even get me started <laughs> on Philly. how we use on the phone right. now, probably, <laughs> trying to figure out how to get this secondary better. <laughs> and we always sit here, and people get mad at me when they talk about, well, you don't think Dallas is good enough, and we don't. Bro, why would I? Yeah. Why would I? The, 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 literally what's in front of you and winning Super Bowls, your team is not doing. And I'm mad as hell because I'm a fan of the team. And they will not do what it takes to win a Super Bowl. It made me nervous. Situational
5: like football. Right. That's where the Eagles are better.
1: Absolutely. And, and maybe almost no, all right. the other teams in the NFL, too. All right. Let me run through a yes, few others. Th- we have other so many things yesterday that we need to get to. Okay. The Raiders humiliate the Giants 30-6 to in the first game since the firing of Josh McD. Daniels. and all I could think as I watched this, as I watched the Raiders look like they were playing peewee football again, like I never played football, but I can only imagine how much fun it must have been just to play for you guys when you played free and fun and it was a game, it wasn't a business. The, the, the Raiders looked like the weight of the world had been lifted off their shoulders, and I thought to myself, that is the most extraordinary indictment. Not the final score, as, as, as one-sided as that was. But the way the Raiders looked and reacted was the greatest indictment of anyone I could imagine of Josh McCann. Because they were relieved. That's what I mean. He was gone. Yeah. Oh, right? I can pick my head up
3: walking around the building. I can actually smile. It doesn't have to be all about business. And, hey, newsflash, look at the him. Patriot way. Don't work if you ain't got Tom Brady. It's <laughs> not a real thing. It's not a, real it's a thing. falsehood. <laughs> it's called we had the greatest Quarterback that ever lived the most competitive the greatest winner. He's shown up AP is talking look at Devontae Adams I wish y'all had Devontae Adams against Detroit when he was finna cry He was a grown man that got a hundred and forty million dollar contract That was gonna cry because he had to play for Josh McDaniels with Jimmy G He shakes his head with every word that Antonio Pierce play says you know why because you feel like he wants to understand he wants to relate. And he said, Antonio says, after the game, and I hit him up, and he was like, tat, 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 what's happening? He said, I'm so happy for y'all. I'm so happy for the players. Oh, because every coach knows it's about the players. Ain't oh. it crazy? It's a crazy concept, man. Yeah. It's unbelievable
2: that if you have guys that are happy to come to work, you'll win
5: games. Hey, not every coach knows <laughs> about the players. Yeah. And that's it, man. And, and so they they could breathe. They're sitting back, they played. And you're right, Grady. The first thing you said about, hey, look, they're having fun. Right. That's what this game's about. I don't care it's that game. it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And yeah, business or whatever. Not on that damn field. It should never be about in that. Meantime,
1: we've gone an hour and 23 minutes, and we haven't mentioned the best team in the NFL. That's right, I said it. The Baltimore Ravens obliterated <laughs> Seattle yesterday, 37 to 3. They did it every way you can do it. Their defense is dominant. They are running the ball like crazy. Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jacksoning. By the way, if the playoffs began today, and they don't every team in the AFC North would make the playoffs but as a testament to just how good Baltimore is RC tell everybody what you told me in the meeting we had two teams that just visited Baltimore that were trying to
3: teach the world and show the world we're ready to ascend to the top of the NFC. And they both went home bludgeoned. They got beat like 70-something to nine combined. If you combine the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions and you made the Detroit Seahawks, (laughs) they get their tail blown out, too. The Baltimore Ravens have imposed their wills on two of the best teams in the entire NFC, and it wasn't even close. They didn't even show up. And don't tell me it's about travel. Don't tell me it's about Lamar Jackson's ability to play against the NFC. Snoop Hundley came in and threw a touchdown sure to OBJ on his 30th birthday. Happy birthday, OBJ. He got a birthday present. When you look at the Baltimore Ravens and in the whole offseason, We talked about the fact that like it was going to be so fun, and they were going to spread it out, and they were going to throw it around. No, you know what they're going to do?
5: They're going to make
1: you you like it. Yeah. Seventy-five to six in those two games. Super quick. Final thought on the Ravens, Reds.
5: Without question, I agree with you, Grinny. They are the the number one team in the league right now. Number one team in the NFL. Okay. You asked for it. You
1: got it. When we continue in just a moment. No one is happier this morning than Stephen A. This is going to be excruciating. Stephen A. and Shannon are going to join us live next with their take on the Cowboys, the Eagles, and everything else. They're live at Savannah State University this morning. Can you imagine what that scene is going to be like for a first take in a half hour? Stay with us. Huge morning on ESPN.
4: Paid for by NHTSA.
1: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
4: So well, the Eagles have completely owned the third quarter, and they've now got an 11-point lead, 28-17. I, I just good. get the feeling it's going to be an interesting fourth quarter. Well, Prescott
5: throwing it's right
4: open! Tolbert for the touchdown! They're down five. Now they're going to go for two. No good.
2: Inches away from three different plays, and we could be talking about a different outcome. They did
1: a great job of defending the goal line, and it's national football. Steps up. Pressure. sack. Five seconds left. This is the last gasp. Prescott fires, and it's
4: caught, but he's tackled, and the game is over, the Eagles win. What a heavyweight fight we've witnessed.
0: Damn. Game of inches, honestly. Well, there's no more victories in this,
1: I can promise you that. It was the best game of the season, and this is going to be one of the truly special days in the history of First Take. They are live at Savannah State this morning for the HBCU homecoming of Pro Football Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp, who, along with Stephen A. Smith, is ready to go. There is no one more excited. Even Shannon isn't more excited today than Stephen A is after the demise of the Cowboys yesterday. Gentlemen, we are looking for your response to Dallas and Philly.
4: Well, thank you, Greeny. We are live here at Savannah State, the alma mater for the one and only Shannon show. Give it up, y'all. Give it up. You know. <laughs> we Shannon, the house. That's right. We- no doubt about it. Shannon, agree? asked us about the Cowboys and their collapse yesterday. I don't consider it a collapse. I think it was a great game. They showed up, but I think ultimately the better team won. I also thought that there were opportunities that the Cowboys missed, and obviously they deserved the outcome that transpired. What were your thoughts
0: real quick. I totally agree with everything you said. I'm not surprised that the Cowboys had as good a day throwing the football. We just saw Sam Howell of the Washington football team throw for 397 and four touchdowns against that very Eagles defense. But I told you earlier this year, I said the Cowboys, Those red zone trips that they come away with no points, that they come away with threes instead of touchdowns, will come back to bite them. Look at what happened yesterday. They set up for a field goal. That's that's three instead of seven. turned the ball over on downs. That's right. That's no points out. Had the knee down an inch away from the end zone. And then Dak, Dak Prescott shelt, stepped out. That's out of bounds. That's right. See, this is what we're talking about. I'm not taking anything away from what Dak did yesterday. Mm-hmm. But these are the moments that you have to close the deal. It doesn't do me any good if I just bring a roses and she don't take go on a date with me. Mm-hmm, so unless you get the ball in the end zone and win these type of ball games, it doesn't matter. So what
4: you're basically saying, Shannon Sharp, is that the Dallas Cowboys, rife with talent, obviously an incredibly talented team that could compete for a super. Super Bowl championship at the end of the day when it comes down to the moments that matter are the
0: moments they come up short. And that's what you're saying. That's what it sounds like to me. It, that's exactly what I'm saying, because in the game of football, it's going to come down to a moment. It's not the entirety of the game because I thought he played a very good game. But when they needed him to step to the front and make those plays, instead of settling for a field goal, get the ball into the end zone. Instead of turning the ball over on downs, get the ball into the end zone. You cannot step out of bounds on a two-point play. Those are the plays. Those are the moments that the quarterback that he has to take in order to take that next step.
4: A real quick question for you. When we look at the NFC right now, is it about the Eagles and everybody else? Or do we see it because of some of the flaws
0: with the Eagles? essentially has about three or four teams that can take it. I still believe the Cowboys will have something to say about it. The 49ers will get their act. They're coming off a bye week, so I believe they'll be better. But right now, if you had to make me pick, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. And and it's close. There's not a huge gap. There's not a whole lot of separation. But I do think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC.
4: Well, Greeny, there you have it. I mean, what we sound, what we, what we sound like right now is that the Cowboys still have a chance. Obviously, I don't believe so. But the bottom line is this. Shannon Sharp is here. His crew is here. Savannah State University is in the background. We got a lot more coming up on first take. But we're going to kick it back to y'all for now. Thank you.
1: Can Shannon still hear me? I want to make sure. I love the enthusiasm. (laughs) It's going to be a magnificent day there. If Shannon can still hear, I have another question for him, if possible. Someone tell me if that is indeed possible. Okay, Shannon, because I am overrun with defensive people on my show today. I've got Ryan Clark and Rex Ryan and Marcus Spears here. That final sequence, if Shannon can hear me, that final sequence in which they've got the ball down there on the six-yard line, then they go back to the 11, and then Dak takes the sack. Then they don't clock it after the sack on that play, and instead they throw it into the end zone. Whose fault is that? Is that on the quarterback? Is that on the coaching? Who has to take the responsibility for having the ball first and goal from the 11 and essentially going backwards and not getting all their plays off?
0: Well, in a situation like that, Dak can't take a sack in that situation. He has to be smart enough to know he sees his tackle gets beat immediately, go ahead and throw the ball in the direction of one of your players, but throw it out of the end zone. You cannot take a sack because uh, time is valuable in that situation. The Eagles give the Eagles credit. They bend, but they didn't break. But there were the plays before that, when they turned the ball over on downs, that's when you have to get the ball in the end zone. There was a situation where you settled for three points instead of getting the ball into the end zone. Those are the plays. And for Dak to get uh, – escape, they could stop uh, – to escape the criticism in which we've been uh, giving him, he has to win these type of games because mm-hmm. we wanted to see them. We saw him against the 49ers. What happened? 42-10 demolition. Mm-hmm. We saw Joshua Dobbs, who's mm-hmm. on his 15s inside of a year, That's right. beat the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. In order for the Cowboys to get the respect and everybody get off the Cowboys back, get off the Cowboys back, they're going to have to win games like this against good teams.
4: Well, for me personally, it's like this. Like you said, you can't take that sack. You just can't do it. And you can't throw the ball short of the end zone. Yeah. You've got to throw it in the end zone and give yourself a chance True. to win the game. These are the kind of little, little things that end up being bigger than what a lot of people wish they would be because it's Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. And you can't be like, we're the Cowboys, so we should be measured like everybody else. No, damn it, you're the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're measured differently. Get yes. it done or deal with the consequences. It's exactly. just that simple, Greeny.
1: One more very quickly for you because I have I've have two more minutes and then you guys got to get sent for your show. You talked about the Eagles being the best team in the NFC. I think everyone here agrees. In the AFC, we were just talking about your former team, Shannon, the Baltimore Ravens, who just beat back to in in the last three weeks, they beat Seattle and Detroit by a combined score of 75 to 9. Is Baltimore right now the best team in the NFL?
0: Yes. They're the best team in the AFC, and it's not even close. Because now, not only can they run the football, but Lamar Jackson is throwing the football extremely well. Mm -hmm. Odell Beckham got into the end zone yesterday. Those young receivers are starting starting to come along. We know what Mark Andrews is, but defensively, they're getting back to playing 2,000 Ravens football mm. defensively. When you give up less than 14 points in today's NFL, that's saying something. And now Lamar Jackson is throwing the football. Guys are making extremely difficult catches. Uh, yeah, this is the best team in the NFL and head and shoulders above anybody in the A's.
4: Well, I would say this. I'm not going to say head and shoulders above everybody else because I watched the Cincinnati Bengals win four straight. I told you when they were one and They beat the brakes off the Cincinnati I, Bengals. I, I understand that, but that was earlier when, when the calf injury was messing with Joe Burrow. I mean, this is Joe Burrow that we're talking about here. It ain't like it's a situation where it historically, He has come up short. You've been in the Super Bowl two years ago. You were in the AFC Championship game last year. You've been in the Final Four the last two years. And by the way, they always start off slow, and then they get the ball rolling. So the fact that Cincinnati has won four straight, I would sit up there and say, yes, Baltimore is the better team right now. There is no doubt about that. But it's not by a landslide. Cincinnati is coming because Joe Burrow is coming. And that's how I look
0: at it. You say Joe Burrow got a calf injury? watch when he played a Raven, they go going to have a butt injury because
1: going to put something
5: on <laughs> uh, you, you guys are we the go best. That. We go with that. First take <laughs> coming
1: up in 23 minutes. All right, now everybody cheer at Savannah State. Let's hear everybody excited to see Shannon Sharp back. HBCU homecoming. That's going to be a lot of fun today. They're coming up a little more than 20 minutes from now. Don't miss it. In the meantime, we have lots more to do here before we send it out to them. It was a busy day in the NFL. Ryan Clark will sum it all up as only he can. He will explain his tweets right after this. But first, here we go. It's everybody's favorite showdown. It's Rex against Hembo. Rex. C.J. Stroud had the monster day yesterday. Who's rookie record for touchdown passes did Justin Herbert break in 2020? Someone had the rookie record for touchdown passes. Justin Herbert broke it. Right. Who had that record before Herbert? The answer is next. All right, here we go. Here's the question. Sneaky Hembo for Rex. Justin Herbert currently holds the rookie record for most touchdown passes in a season. C.J. Stroud may easily eclipse that. The question is, whose record did Justin Herbert break? Who had the record
5: before? Well, I mean, this one, there's a whole slew of guys. That Andrew Luck had a big, remember that, man? Oh, yeah. Remember that big ball? The obvious one, this is... Not my final answer. Okay. I love it, Rick. It's Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Oh, huge God so he's going to be like, oh, <laughs> he's sneaky. What color thing have I got on here? That's brown. That's, that's brown. Is that it brown? Yeah. Brown. Then I can talk about Baker Mayfield, right? Baker oh! Oh! Mayfield
4: is right. Oh! Oh! Yes! Give
5: it him, Give yes! him,
4: yeah. Give it to
3: him, Rick. Give it to him. What <laughs> you got <laughs> for Ray? Oh, What okay, you got for What do I got? <laughs> what
5: you <laughs> got for What do I got? What you got for that's what I got for you. I owe you, my friend. I can talk. I got to go down it any Marino? It's got to
3: be Dan Marino. No! Baker Mayfield. <laughs> it wasn't You've acted totally different
1: since you changed your, your hair. I, I said I, totally different. Was I even different. close? I didn't even
5: think I was.
1: Peyton Manning was close. Peyton Manning was close. Russell Wilson was close. I, was close. I Rick, was close. you got I, this. But the answer is this Baker happens. Mayfield. Dan your old buddy. Bill. Okay, shuffle around where hey, everybody is standing and let's do the tweet. There's nothing we enjoy more than Ryan Clark explaining his tweet because X's just isn't as fun to say. Alright, here we Go RC tweets from yesterday so many good games early in the morning Dolphins are good at six and three I can't think of one late game gotta have it play all season you need those to win a chip and thus far they just don't have that people move to Miami for the fun and sunshine reminds me of the team they ain't there for tough and cloudy RC explain that When people go to South Beach what they want they want
3: wet willies right they want to be on the beach in bikinis right they want to go to Tootsie's they want to see King of Diamonds no that's not how you win a championship. You win a championship is when it get ugly. When they can play cover two. When they blitz in your quarterback. When Mike McDaniel can't run away from the camera <laughs> in his sweet jogging suit. You gotta make a play. <laughs> when they wanna hit you in the mouth, you gotta be able to hit them in the mouth back. And right now, the Dolphins can't do that. The Dolphins only want to be there for Memorial Day in Miami. They only want to be there for the 4th of July in Miami. <laughs> but what you're going to do in Germany when they're eating bratwurst? Nobody wants bratwurst. <laughs> bratwurst don't get you ready for a game. You had bratwurst and...
1: Ooh i
3: to
1: have to pause that. So okay. But <laughs> one of you this morning, one of you this morning in the meeting, and now I'm blanking on who it was. Said they're front runners. They're the ultimate front paper running champs. team. The Ooh. paper champs. Paper champs, right now, man. Like, why not? Like the three teams that you prove yourself against
2: has throttled you. Ugh. And Kansas City ain't even as good as Kansas City has been. They look. Give the defense credit. Gave up 14 points. Yeah. But Miami only scored 14.
1: One of those teams was the number one offense coming into that game. Right. That was the guys Mm -hmm. with the Dolphins on their head. And that's because, as Rex explained earlier today, it's all about where you're playing. With that offense, they need the crowd on their side. Explain why that is.
5: All that fancy motion and stuff, getting Tyreek Hill almost illegal when they can time it up, it doesn't time out on the road. Forty, Average 43 points at home and 22 on the mm. road. So you tell me. Come on, Miami. So we'll see about
1: the Dolphins. Let's go to the next tweet, and this one is about my new favorite player. Man, Joshua Dobbs legit. Had to be a rocket scientist. Dude has had to learn five different playbooks in less than a year. Straight into the game in a backup situation. How much tougher could it be? RC, explain that to First you. off, Joshua
3: Dobbs is supposed to be working at NASA. He's supposed to be putting people on the moon and figuring out why I learned my whole life Pluto was a planet. Then I got old and they told me Pluto wasn't a planet. He gets there. He didn't take a snap. He didn't go to no receivers. He don't even know that the man's name is Hawkinson. He thinks that's some type of Halloween costume. And then he gets on the field, and he just makes plays. It's just instinct. It's feel, and also it's leadership. It's toughness to go there and do what he was able to do. You know what? And the being on the road didn't matter to him. Josh Dobbs always on the road. He ain't got no home. He just keep trading the man. God, Lee, what
1: he gotta do? What he gotta do, Greedy?
5: He just makes plays.
1: Mark, he's my favorite player in the league. Amen. I, I, I love what that guy what, has done all year. Are,
2: these are these these are things that you write movies about. Yeah. For real. Like yeah. Josh Dobbs' situation are things you write movies about. Walk in there, kick your damn front door in, yeah. and tell the other team we going to beat y'all, and I don't even know who I'm playing with. He hey.
1: literally had not taken a
2: single
5: snap no. in practice. No, exactly. He's taken a snap on the sideline. Oh, by the way. Uh, I'm Josh Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, he, he's there, and then he goes out and balls. Hey, crazy! Arthur, Arthur
3: Smith got beat by a dude who yeah. only lives in a carry-on.
1: Right he, 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 he lucky, he, he, Arthur should be catching that smoke today. But we. Uh, well, he owns the team. He can do whatever he wants to do. he can do. Uh, meanwhile, we're Arthur, going. Blake Smith, a- Arthur Blake owns oh, the sorry, team. C.J. Arthur Blake. Oh, no, sorry, Arthur Blake, not Arthur Smith. Smith has a bad sorry. Mustache.
5: sorry about he's that. He's got more money like that. He's a billionaire, true. though. That's true. I confused my Arthur.
1: My bad. Okay, Brilliant, sorry. Man. I hit one more tweet. Man, C.J. Stroud out here dropping dimes like prime John Stockton. RC and I picked John tweet. Stockton because
3: I hate John Stockton. I hate John Stockton because he passed the ball to Car Malone and he did that stupid dunk where he put his hand behind his head and people thought that jump <laughs> yeah. was cool. C.J. Stroud yesterday showed you why you draft the elite passer. He showed you why you go get the good dude with the ultimate poise. You get the guy that's been through adversity. You get the dude that's been knocked down. He said it. When we got the ball back late in the game, after I've done everything I possibly could for you, you let Baker Mayfield score again. He said, if you give me time, we will score. And that's exactly what they did. The thing I heard hate most about the NFL right now is that everybody in the word has named, has learned the name of the dance, the squabble. But we see the squabble so much from CJ Because they score, score, and score, and most importantly, yesterday, they scored when it mattered. D'Amico Ryans has to be so excited, they picked number two overall. Because they could have made a big mistake
1: and not picked C.J. Stroud. Well, so let's live in this moment for a minute here because you made the point this morning, and I'll let everyone talk about it here. C.J. Stroud did not appear coming out of college as though he had the other dimension, being able to run with the football. That used to be an accessory for a quarterback. Now teams have decided they think it is a necessity For a quarterback, and that's how he yeah. doesn't go number one.
2: Yeah, that's how he didn't go number one. And then we learned a lot about him, obviously, in the Georgia game. But the bottom is the bottom line is CJ Stroud was a black quarterback. We attribute black quarterbacks to being dual threat guys, like because because you can't find one that, with that attribute that that's not considered set apart. RC been screaming it for years. The thing that we've always talked about can you operate from the pocket and Matt, he did Matt it right Ryan, Ryan. you didn't need yeah, to run yeah Matt Stafford you didn't need to run Did it at a very high level yep. and it's, it's 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 really telling for CJ Stroud in a new situation as well with a new head coach to be playing as well I think it's more on this on that than anything
5: yeah, and guys in the top five in everything red yep. zone fourth quarter all those things you measure quarterback. he's a rookie yeah with a rookie coach wasn't supposed to win a game this year. Yeah. Like, this guy, I, I don't think I've ever seen this. And, Greeny, All right.
3: I'm going to go a little bit away from football. C.J. Stroud' father was, was put in prison when he was a teenager. Yeah. And he had to learn to grow up. C.J. Stroud is the same guy that made sure through his NIL he got his entire team suits. C.J. Stroud is the same guy that is an unmarried rookie that has families over to his house during the week to eat. C.J. Stroud is not just playing football. Oh. C.J. Stroud is a leader of men. And when you are a leader of men that has that level of talent, dudes follow you. It's not just about D'Amico Ryans coming into a new building and saying, okay, here's our quarterback. I want you to get behind this guy. Let's vote him captain because right. I've named him the starter. No, he went and earned that. And what he's also doing it is earning it every single week with his play, with his behavior, and with the way that he treats his teammates. And I think that that is something that you can't evaluate when you're drafting a guy. And he has that because of the things he's
1: gone through and the way that he's come out on the other side. I'm so glad you said that because I I think it gives so many people who don't know that part of the story a different understanding of it. He's having right now the best rookie season that any quarterback has ever had. Okay, very quickly, um, we were going to go next to the Eagles. Was that where our next stop was going to be? Uh, Eagles, I want to show you the Eagles schedule coming up because the Eagles are the only Ooh, team in the NFL with one loss. But Ooh. if you look at it here, our projections are that they will lose each of their next four games. Now, we don't expect it to go that way, but you see the numbers on the right side of the screen. What is the Eagles record going to be? We're looking at it right there. When they have played 13 games, those will be the ones they'll have played. What will their record be? At three. worst, 10 and 3.
2: Yeah, I got, I, got, I got them winning three of the next yeah. four. I got more questions about each team on that yeah, than you video, do the Eagles. How worried
1: Eagles. are we about Jalen putting the hurt in hurts? His the knee looks like a real that problem. Is,
2: that's a big issue. Yes. That's a big issue. But but
1: as of right now, he's still operating at a very high level.
2: Mm-hmm. It's don't don't get it lost that the Philadelphia Eagles can play the way you need to play from an offensive standpoint. They can run it if they need to, and he's obviously throwing it at a very high clip.
5: Yeah, they, they don't just have a fastball. They can beat you with a curve and a up and everything else. But Jalen Hurts, it is a concern because I think a, a lot of what he does that scares you defensively is using those legs. Thank and God. Because he's got halfback skills. Yeah, he does. And so, to me, when you put that quarterback, his quarterbacking skills with halfback skills at that position, ooh, it's murder. Can I, can I say and this, defense, you know, Can
3: I say this? Doesn't this continue to build the Philly legend of Jalen Hurts? Yeah. The guy that wasn't drafted in the first round. You replace a dude who a second overall pick. You find a way to become a better quarterback. You go to the Super Bowl, and now you're playing through injury. If you listen to Jason Kelsey, if you listen to DeAndre Swift, talk about Jalen Hurts after that game. All you kept hearing was he's a dog. And it's different when you start to feel that way about your quarterback, when your quarterback becomes a football player in the locker room. Jalen Hurts is continuing to show why he was the right pick to be the leader of this team, and I
1: do feel they will figure out how to be offensively until he can be healthy. All right, this weekend is not yet over. One more game on the schedule. It's tonight, Monday Night Football. You will see Justin Herbert and the Chargers taking on Zach Wilson and the Jets, 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, and Deportes with Peyton and Eli on ESPN2. You will, of course, see RC and Marcus and company with Monday Night Countdown leading into the game. So a huge night tonight, all of it coming here on ESPN, ABC, and the ESPN app. Look at Stephen A. Hey, he's fine. Molly is there, Shannon is there, they're at Shannon's alma mater, Savannah State University, top of the hour for what will be a very special morning. That's First Take, following us on ESPN. All right, tomorrow, our first men's college basketball game of the season. It's Auburn taking on Baylor coverage, 9 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Hey, I wonder who's on with Eli and Peyton tonight. Oh, take a look. I am so
0: excited for you to be on the Manning cast this week. How about this? Right before we go to commercial, you'll
5: say, I'll be back. Was this supposed to sound like me? Absolutely. I'll be back. No, 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 no. That's not the way I say it. Come on now. If you want to imitate me, then do it the right way. You sound exactly like that. No. My name is Peyton Manning, and I'm the worst impressionist.
1: Peyton, <laughs> 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 Eli, Arnold, and company tonight alongside the Chargers and Jets. Okay, so in the absence of Dan Orlovsky, okay. R.C. has taken over the joke. Here he goes. What did the elephant say to the naked man? What did the elephant say to the naked man? How
3: do you bring it through that tiny thing?
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs>